Episode 95 for February 2010. The Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast is sponsored by MailOrderComics.com. They have discounts that will make it easy to switch to them as your online local comic book store. They have discounts that start at 38 and they go up to 75% off the cover price of new comics and trade paperbacks. The Spider Spotlight for this episode is the Spider-Man Died in Your Arms tonight's trade paperback. Died in Your Arms. May get it like the song. Anyway, in this trade, it reprints Amazing Spider-Man number six hundred to six hundred one, Amazing Spider-Man Annual number thirty-six, and Amazing Spider-Man Family number seven. Now the cover price is twenty bucks. Mail order has it for twelve dollars and thirty-nine cents, which is thirty-eight percent off the cover price. So check them out at mailordercomics.com. Okay, tackling message boards. Uh, Burt Reynolds himself, George Berriman, <laughs> uh, starts off. I like when we start off with George questions. He ha- only has one, and he said it's been a long time since we've done one. So where do baby Mays come from? And bonus points if JR has to explain it. JR, where do baby Mays come from? Well, if you base it on what Kari Andrews wrote in Spider-Man Rain a couple of years ago, they come from radioactive splooge. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's awesome. That's extra points there, George. All right. Hollister for mayor. Uh, We don't know where Hollister for mayor is. Maybe he's in England because he likes Doctor Who. Isn't that Doctor Who that is in his avatar? Yes. Uh, Let's see. Let me hit refresh and get rid of his question. <laughs> Shit. All right, I'll just splice that. Good thing it's in the very beginning. Okay, Hollister for Mayor has a question for Mr. Zach. Oh, he's calling you Mr. Zach now. Yeah, don't call me Mr. That, that kind of scares me. Uh, why do you like Ben Riley? Why do I like Ben Riley? Mm, he asked been... you. <laughs> 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 Thank you, Bailey. Um, I like Ben Riley for for a multitude of reasons. No, uh, no more than that. It's kind of Peter Parker with a little bit of a blank slate. As it's the best of of both worlds. You got the Peter Parker that's got the, all the years and all the history. And there's a lot. I, I see Ben Riley as the ultimate amount of untapped potential in a character. You have a lot of backstory that's untold. You have a lot of relationships that can completely go completely differently with various characters in Spider-Man just because of his experiences. So I think it's because of his experiences and because he was so well-developed that I like the character. Okay. Uh, Miss, oh, Mrs. or Miss Stella. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> have you ever, Ms. Stella, have you ever read or seen Sherlock Holmes? Yes, I've no. listened to audio things of it. Okay. Or Skullduggery Pleasant. No. I highly re- suggest both. Also, why do you think a nerdy bookworm and wallflower like Peter Parker has girls like Liz Allen, Betty Brant, and Mary Jane after him? Wallflower, for some reason, seems as though it has like homosexual tendencies. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's the 60s, know, Stella. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> Peter is 
I'll wait in a homosexual. He'll come out and issue 1,000. The whip. Um, Sorry. <laughs> You know, girls, they like nerdy guys. Um, there's an excuse. Liar. <laughs> In the immortal words of my roommate, you lie. Anyway. Not, not from my experience. <laughs> yeah, I'm calling bullshit. There are, no, there are a good amount that do um, like nerdy guys. Um, I think each of them has a tolerance for them. Some are very low tolerance and some are higher tolerance. Because, I mean, if you think about it, anyone who is, um, I guess... Uh, an expert in a in a certain field, they're sort of a nerd in that field. Um, so I mean, someone who's dating a Latin scholar would that they'd be a nerd in Latin. So you can't just think about it comic wise. So I think that girls really do go for um, nerds because I mean they're intelligent. You don't want to um, date a ninny. So now we have to amend it. Peter Parker is not an ugly looking dude. If Peter Parker looked like comic book guy from The Simpsons, who is nerdy. The girls wouldn't go after him. Peter Parker's not an ugly-looking dude. This is so anyway. Uh, let's see. Mr. Cushing, do you think your opinion of Spidey has changed when you switched from reader to writer? I love your stories and can't wait for the next issue. Well, thank you very much for that. Uh, hopefully I'll get the next issue up soon. If it's up by the time that this podcast goes up, that will be awesome. Um, my yeah, my views changed a little bit. Um, the biggest thing is just man, it's hard to fit all the elements of Spider-Man's world that you want to in one issue because Spider-Man's got a very rich world, a very rich cast of supporting characters, and you want to give everybody and every part of it their due all the time. So the the most difficult thing is to find a balance. So yeah, it, uh, I got a better perspective on it. I think when I switched. JR, uh, I love your articles. Has your opinion of Norman Osborn changed over the years? Well, on the first sentence, thank you. Uh, on the second one, well, I'm not really sure what he's going for, but, uh, I mean, not really. I mean, I've always liked Norman. Uh, I guess, uh, um, I guess I like what they've done with him lately better than what's been done with him in the past, but, uh, I've always liked that, the monster next door aspect of him. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the, the, you know, if, if you saw Fright Night, you know, the, where the kid looks out the window and he sees that his neighbor's a vampire and nobody believes him. Well, you know, here this, you know, my best friend's father is a supervillain and nobody knows it, but, which I think we're going to lose after Siege. But, uh, no, I always, I've, I, no, it really hadn't changed. I've always liked Norman. Did it change a little bit when he came back from the dead? Well, I was glad to see him back. Um, yeah. I, and I thought they had, I, I thought they were doing him better because they got rid of that whole split personality thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the split personality thing really. Um, cause it was, it, it, I, I've always felt that was Stan's way of getting around the fact that Norman never went to jail. You know, yeah. he forgot who he was. And so he never went to jail and never revealed that Peter was Spider-Man. Um, so I'm glad, and I'm, I'm glad that he took a 20 year break to be honest. Uh, and I'm glad he was back. So. It's, no, not really. I mean, I've always liked him. Has this one's to everyone? Has anyone ever watched the BBC's Doctor Who? I know Kevin has, but it's really gotten better, so I suggest it. I've never seen an episode of Doctor Who. Sorry. Anybody else? I watched the Tom Baker Doctor Who's back when they ran on PBS in the 1980s. Yeah. Um, I, I like. I kind of like those because it had a community theater feel to it. They were shot on videotape. The sets. The sets were bad. The special effects were bad. The acting was bad. You know, I kind of liked it. Uh, the, uh, the, you know, they were big rubber monsters and things like that. You know, it it was silly. But, uh, you know, now what they're doing is almost too good for Doctor Who, to be honest. 
any, anybody else? Doctor Who? I saw a couple episodes from like, the Christopher Eskelson era and the David Tennant era, and uh, I found that the, the sets were bad, the special effects were bad, and the acting was bad. So I just didn't find it endearing. <laughs> Steve J. Rogers. Where is Steve from? He didn't put a location, so he's from New York. New York, okay. Uh, Kevin, <laughs> what do you think is going to be the result of Blackest Night, and what do you think is going to be happening in Brightest Day? For the most part, I don't know. Um, Blackest Night, I think we're going to have a lot of people come back from the dead, and we've been seeing the solids for Green Lantern already with the new Guardians, which should be really cool. Uh, Brightest Day, I really don't know, because they keep insisting that Brightest Day doesn't mean everything is going to be bright and happy. There is some big threat they have to face, so I'll be interested to see it one way or the other. That Aquaman cover you posted was really pretty. I yeah, I don't care about Aquaman at all, but that was some awesome David Finch art. Oh, shit. Uh, Michael Bailey doesn't have a question for him, but he loves the views from the Longbox 100th episode bash. Here's to more great podcasts from you, sir. I appreciate that. Uh, Zach, all right, one and one in Super Bowls with an MVP that Favre did not win. Where does Peyton Manning now rank in terms of the all-time QBs? And does Drew Brees now enter the conversation? conversation in terms of being in the top ten or so. Okay, he's talking, uh, Brad, let me explain this. Yeah, because I'm not a sports guy. I barely know what I just said. Okay. Uh, Drew, <laughs> Brees, Drew Brees is the quarterback of the New Orleans Saints who just won the Super Bowl against the Peyton, uh, Peyton Manning, who was, uh, who he, he had been in, in the Super Bowl and won, and he just lost this last one. Um, okay. My, my top quarterbacks are, just real quick, you know, um, Montana, uh, uh, Bradshaw, Stahlbach, Aikman, Elway, you know. Um, I don't write, I paint, I rank Peyton Manning real low simply because he's a great regular season quarterback, but he's, 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 uh, not, he's, he's got nine wins and nine losses at, uh, in the playoffs. So it's really, he, you know, he's kind of a mediocre, average, ordinary quarterback in the playoffs. And that's where legends are made. So, uh, I kind of rank him a lot lower. Okay. So. Stella, do you have a Kindle or any other electronic reading de uh, device, and are you looking forward to the new iPad and what it means in terms of the whole publishing industry as well as the comic book industry? I don't have a Kindle, and I don't know what an iPad is. It's an iPhone. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Where have you have you been living under a rock, Stella? That's been like the number one of the hottest things I've been talking about all over the online and everything. Number one, screw you. <laughs> Number two, I, I have a life and I go to school and I study, so I don't, you know, sorry. I apologize for that. I could translate that, but uh, I won't. Wow. Zach, just take take it, take it, take it. That's what she said. Exactly. Uh, speaking of she said, Lady Spider... From Baltimore, Maryland, uh, how do you feel about the Libidigit characters in comics in general and how their characters are being presented in comics? What does that mean, the Libidigit? Lesbian, bisexual, gay, transvestite, or transsexual. Libidigit means that? Usually Lesbian. it's a LGBT, lesbian, er, but uh, that's that's what it means, yeah. Okay. Uh, who's that one for? <laughs> I don't know. Zach, take it. <laughs> oh, God. You're going to have me take this. Uh, remember, she just said, well, without getting into a political debate. Um, okay. You know, I just... Uh, Do we have transgender, transgendered characters in comics? I, I don't know, but all I know is that when I go down to New Orleans, I warned my friends. I said, you know what? Don't take anybody home. You might get a surprise. Um, you might get Remy LeBeau. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, Most worthless character. <laughs> lesbian characters, we've got Batwoman. There's a lot of lesbians. There aren't a lot of gay men. Um, I think There's there need to be a more, lot more, more gay characters in comics, especially if you're trying to you know, make things real and represent people. Uh, you need, there are a lot of gay people around today. And honestly, I think you have a lot of teenagers who read comics who are maybe uh, discovering their sexuality and, and, and kind of scared about it that could use somebody to look up to. Um, I think there should be more characters that they can look up to in comics like that. I think um, yeah, but the only Wiccan and Hulkling in Young Avengers was a really great thing. I love the way they've handled that. Um, we, but I, I think on the whole, there should be more. We're talking about an industry that can barely support a leading male comic and and we the Spider Girl keeps dying and Wonder Woman sells horribly. Female? Well, we can barely have a, a leading Superman or Spider Man comic breaking a hundred thousand. So I don't think this is the industry that we should have leading a North Star ongoing series. I don't think <laughs> they could, could support it. I really don't. Well, I'm not talking about that necessarily. I mean, there could be um, some good books starring gay people would be nice. Besides Batwoman, uh, Batwoman is a huge step. I think we got uh, we got X Factor. It we also got... shows the uh, the ignorance of the public when Batwoman first debuted in '52, and there was a story, you know, on the on the 24-hour news network saying, "Oh my God, they made a, a bat character gay." Go, and that's the only thing they ever said about the character. Nothing else. That's not the entire point. Yeah. It also actually it adds to her story because her origin story is heartbreaking. She would she was kicked out of West Point because she wouldn't lie about being gay. Chair, were you going to say something? Was she kicked out or did she leave? Okay. Well, I don't think they actually made it clear, but he there was the scene where she was in the commander's office and he said, you know, you can stay. Uh, all you have to do is tell me this isn't true. And she refused yeah. to tell him that it wasn't true. So I, I don't know whether technically she was kicked out or she had to leave, but either way, it's the same thing. She was Ke- just probably just generally discharged. Kevin, I know you read X Factor by Peter David. What do you think of the uh, two gay men in that book? That, I think, has been has been awesome. Uh, yeah. Peter David has handled that really well. Um, especially, you know, he doesn't just treat it with kid gloves. He has strong guy in there just... Making yeah. the dumbest comments, <laughs> and it's hysterical. I think he's done it, and it was a really good way to introduce it when he just, you know, all of a sudden they kiss, and there it is. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't, yeah. he didn't, uh, he's not pandering or anything, and he's not dancing around it. He's just going for it uh, in all respects. It's great, and it's not from out of the blue either, because back in the early issues, yeah, they had like Madrix making jokes about. Shatterstar to Longshot, or not to Longshot, but to Richter, so uh, I think it's great. Uh, Moving on to the next question, who is your favorite comic book duo? Anybody? Batman Batman Batman. duo like team-ups or like romantic? I don't know. However you want to interpret it. Uh, Peter Peter Parker and Mary Jane. Yeah. Uh, Frank and Beans. (laughs) (laughs) Death and Taxes. There you go. Peanut butter, peanut butter, butter and jelly. Spider-Man rain. Peanut butter jelly time. It's peanut uh, butter jelly time. Hell yeah. Jelly time. <laughs> wow. Uh, Kevin, if you could rewrite any story arc of any comic of your choosing besides One More Day, would what would you, it be and why? You don't want to go back and write. You want to write forward, don't you? Generally, yes. But if I yeah. could change one thing, it would be Spectacular Spider-Man number 14 with a terrible portrayal of Morbius. 
Oh, let's not get into Shot. that again. Let's not get into that. <laughs> Zach's going to come unglued. Uh, no, I, I, I completely respect Kevin's opinion on, on See, the character. Of I would leave all the stuff that Zach liked intact. I would just rewrite it so you know it what wasn't Morbius. terrible for Morbius' character. Stella, where do you get your great one-liners? <laughs> they just come to me. I, I don't. Yeah, I mean, it's just because I'm a sarcastic person, and I sort of think on the spot that they come. So, Target aisle six. Uh, do you read Batwoman or Buffy? I was reading Batwoman, and then I dropped it. And no Buffy. No. Uh, what is your favorite? Oh, I guess it's everybody. Who? What is your favorite romantic comedy? I like Fifty First Dates personally. Uh, High Fidelity was that's a really good movie. Good yes, um, there's such thing as a as a good romantic comedy. Yeah, there is a, there is a definite line between romantic comedy before it gets to chick flick. There are some really good romantic comedies that aren't quite chick flicks, like High Fidelity, Gross Point Blank, uh, Better Off Dead. Do you love that movie, Bailey? Oh, I love Better Off Dead. My wife loves that movie and showed it to me like one of our first dates when we, you know, when you compare DVD collections. And that's not code. Uh, <laughs> that is a perfectly good waste of a white boy. <laughs> I love that. Uh, Greg XB from Los Angeles. Kevin. Man, Kevin, you're getting a ton of them today. <laughs> Kevin, Harry never struck me as an evil person, just a screwed up person. What led to your decision to make him into the main villain? Well, I think Harry always had great villain potential. Um, I've said it before. It's it's kind of a writer's dream to have uh, character like somebody who was the best friend who really was kind of screwed over by the hero. And that that's a great villain story. And being screwed up can really lead to a lot of villainy. So uh, stay tuned. There's still a lot of screwed up left into him. And uh, whenever I get to uh, the annual, which should come after number 12, and God, I don't know how long that's going to take me to get out, but that tells me. 16 years. <laughs> Hopefully not, but at the current how rate. How's Spidey coming? How's SpideyDude.com coming there, Oh, ouch. Hey, hey. Bailey, <laughs> it's actually up, and it's actually had daily updates for the past week and a half. What about SpideyDude.com? <laughs> oh, my gosh. So up yours, Bailey. JR, Doc, wait a minute. JR's getting a Doc Ock. Kevin's getting a Goblin question. Cats and dogs living together. We don't know what's going wrong. Uh, JR, <laughs> Doc Ock is Spidey's second greatest villain, but he hasn't had a great story in a very, very, very long time. Why do you think it's so hard for writers to get him right? That is a very good question, and I've pondered I pondered this for a while, and I don't yeah. know that I've got a good answer, to be honest. One is that great, uh, great stories actually don't happen very often, regardless of who the villain is. I mean, so that's part of it. We're dealing with the, you know, we've got a lot of very average storytelling, period. Yeah. Um, I think part of it is that there are Doc, Doc Ock is in, is in a lot of stories where he doesn't necessarily need to be. He's one of the. He's considered one of the coolest toys in the box. Yep. And everybody who writes Spider-Man wants to take a crack at Doc Ock, whether or not they really have anything to say about the character. Um, he's a very complex character. He really is. Um, and I think that's one. Re- you know, people have a hard time to stu- you know deciding whether or not he's all evil or whether he's got some humanity to him or whether he's just a classic mad scientist type. Um, whether he's just a, a fat little chubby, uh, hateful, bitter little man, or whether he's a slick suit wearing uh, master planner, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, th- I mean, I, I really don't have a good answer for that other than just bad writing. Yeah. yeah. He also wants to know from Jr. Do you think Daniel Day Lewis would make a good Norman Osborn? 
Hmm. I don't know. Let's see here. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. Uh, I don't know. I could not listen. <laughs> what? What was that? I don't. I'm not familiar with that movie. What oh, was you're your kidding. Uh, there will be blood. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Daniel Day Lewis plays an oil baron, and that's one of the lines at the end where he I haven't seen where, it. Yeah, where he um, this guy's going to sell him uh, some land on there was some that some oil was on it, and yeah. Daniel Day Lewis's character basically said, "I already drained it dry from my own pro- from my properties right next to it." So that's what he said. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. But anyway, back to the question. Uh, I honestly don't know. I'm not familiar with Daniel Day Lewis's work, uh, to be honest. And frankly, he probably wouldn't touch this role with the proverbial ten foot goblin broomstick. Who so. would make a good Norman in your opinion? Is there anybody that stands out besides oh. Willem Dafoe? Dafoe <laughs> Well Dafoe's well, awesome. Know, nobody yeah, nobody looks like Norman. That's one thing. Actually, the actor that looked closest to him is Jack Nicholson. Uh, and a younger Jack Nicholson, I think, could have played him, but Jack it would be too over the top like he did with the Joker. Yeah. I always thought a character actor named Michael Ironside would be a good oh, Norman yeah. Osborn. From V. From V. Yeah, yeah, but he's too old for the role now. Yeah. And, you know, they're, but anyway, they're looking, they'd be looking for a name. So Michael Ironside was always one of my favorites. I, I would have liked to have seen him as Norman. Yeah. I, I still maintain, in terms of the look, that uh, guy that was running for governor in Georgia, oh, Bay yeah. hates him. Uh, awesome. That, that oh, freaking hair, dude. It's just uh, a bastard. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you need. Spidey dude, <laughs> who would you rather have as a roommate, M- Michelle Gonzalez or spectacular Spidey Sally Avril? Uh, Sally, hands down, although I wouldn't want her to. Hey. Not, not Michelle Gonzalez, because I would, I would take the shotgun to her before it was all said and done. Nobody Maybe I'm forgetting Sally Avril. Who is that? That's Peter Parker's girlfriend on the on the cartoon. The really annoying high pitched cheerleader, who is randomly like ethnic. <laughs> I thought that was Liz. Oh no! Sa- oh, Sally Avril. Oh, Sally's the. Oh yeah, the, she's the annoying one. Ooh, that, that's a tough call. That's a tough call. I was getting Liz and her confused. Yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> wait, I think I might have been too. Okay, no. I don't know who Sally Avril is. And- Crap. Sally, Sally is the one that's like, oh my god, you talk like this, and all you And she has like that, that, yeah. She must be a new character for them. The- She's no. the other annoying high-pitched cheerleader who's not randomly ethnic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sally actually in the uh, Untold Tales of Spider-Man run, but she was not a blonde, she was a brunette. Uh, she played, she was a character na- named Bluebird, and ended up dying. Oh, okay. um, got it. And uh, of the two, I'd, I'd take Michelle Gonzalez between those two. Good. Glad you got that one. I don't want that one. Uh, yeah. Stella, do you think Michelle Gonzalez is a... Jared, did you want to say something? I'm sorry. I was just going to say for an even more esoteric reference in Amazing Fantasy number 15, Sally is the girl that Peter Parker I ask on a date, and but she would rather go with dream boats like Flash. So. Gotcha. Uh, Stella, do you think Michelle Gonzalez is a salvageable character? At all. Uh, um, up to this issue, I think, what was it, 618? Um, I would have said no. Uh, but she did show some human characteristics. But she has a long way to go to get back to the respect that I initially had of her. Okay. Uh, Brad, first off, belated congratulations on becoming a soon-to-be dad. Thank you very much, Greg. Uh, now, what non-Spidey villain would you like to see the webhead go up against one that he hasn't had famous encounters with? So no Doom or no Juggernaut. Ugh. Um. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so I gotta get out of Spider-Man's world and I gotta go to, 
uh, other Marvel U. I should have thought about this one. He hasn't gone up against any Hulk villains. I don't think he's gone up against a leader. I don't really want to see that. The Abomination would be a fight like the Hulk. I'd rather see the Hulk. Hey, how about uh, a good actual bullseye fight? Yeah, that's that'd be pretty good. I mean, it's been done. No, but it, it not done well. Gang, help me out. I, I'm drawing a blank. I can't think of anybody. I mean, he's fought freaking everybody in the Marvel Universe, practically. But Mr. Sinister. Yeah. Well, he did that in the X-Men Spider-Man uh, cro- uh, miniseries recently. Oh, I yeah, thought we were talking that... about well. Uh, oh, <laughs> no, that was a good book. <laughs> that was it a, was, I read the third issue, and I, I didn't really see much of yeah. You know, Spider-Man actually versus Mr. Sinister. I'm talking about Mr. Sinister. comes into Spider-Man's world and, you know, Fs it up. Yeah. Brings back Ben Ryan. How about Spiral from the X-Men with the uh, the four le- arms? You know? I forget it. I don't know. Greg, sorry. I don't have an answer. I really don't. Uh, Spider-Girl. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, now oh. she's asking us a question. Oh, she is asking a question. Wait a she's minute. On she's podcast, on the podcast actually. and on the board. Mm. To all. Alex <laughs> <laughs> a clown. Here, Stella, you read it. You read your own question. Go ahead. Uh, uh, since it is near Valentine's Day, also known as VD Day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm glad my initials aren't Victor Douglas. I'd be VD, yeah. <laughs> when we will record this, who is your favorite comic book couple? Hmm. Peter and Mary Jane. I mean, that's the obvious one, but that's mine. You you jerk. You took mine. Um, I want to say uh, Batgirl and Robin trying to score some brownie points. <laughs> I like I like uh, Michael and Rachel. Oh, that's very sweet. Thank you. I think Dick Grayson and Barbara Gordon could be my favorite if they just pulled the trigger. For God's sake! Boom! Never gonna happen. I know. But Cal uh, Rainer is played from the '90s Ron Mars run could be a contender. But in the end, it's Spider-Man and Mary Jane. Jr. I'd have to go with Spider-Man and Mary Jane. When so, they're written, when they're written right, they're a great couple. I mean, they bring strengths. They bring their own strengths to the relationships. So. Have you always been an MJ girl, or did you like Gwen? No, I've always liked Mary Jane. Cool. Stella, what's your your vote? Yeah, I think ultimately it always comes down to Peter Parker and Mary Jane. But you know, Dick and Babs have a special place in my heart. So. Cool. Good question, Spider Girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'd like to answer, but that's oh, I thought you, I thought you did. I apologize. <laughs> no, Bailey, you don't get to answer at all. I apologize. Uh, Lois and Clark. Oh, okay. I didn't even, really, I didn't even think about that. You like I'm, Lois and Clark over Peter and Mary Jane? Really? I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> so what when about, is DC going to divorce them, Mike? You know, I, I, they divorce them. I have long been of the opinion that when this whole World of New Krypton 100-minute war thing is over, that they're going to try to pull something like what Marvel did with uh, with uh, with Peter and Mary Jane. But I don't know. They're, it took so long for them, for them to officially get married. So I don't know. You remember uh, Mark Guggenheim is coming in soon. He said what he really wanted to do was focus on the uh, Clark Kent and Lois Lane marriage. Well, someone so that needs to, because hope. they sure as hell haven't been doing that for the past year. They've been on a different <laughs> planet, for God's sake. Yes. It's hard yeah. to get any quality time. Yeah, try using <laughs> that one, JR. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, remember, men are from Mars and women are from Venus. Uh, uh, six, six, six and a half from Meth Capital, California. All Dan Slot said he expected another resurrection 
of a character besides Mysterio, who do you think it's gonna gonna be? Craven. No, like nobody. Nobody. You know what? I, I read the I read the in the Mysterio arc, and it's nobody. I am really disappointed. He's like, oh, this is gonna shock. This is gonna crack the internet in half. And I'm like, oh no. Was Damn. he referencing uh, uh, George Casey coming back? I think that's what they were talking about. Okay. Harley Cooper's dad, maybe. Ooh, a character we've never seen before comes back yep. to life. <laughs> okay. Isn't it exciting? Woo. Yeah. Uh, to Isn't all, if they all reboot the Spider-Man movies, would you like to see a gang war or street crime storyline and possibly have the Hobgoblin? Shh. Go green. <laughs> Go green and hob. Green hob? No. You, if you got it green, you don't need hob. No, you have an a- epic exactly. battle royale. Man. No, it's repetitive. JR agrees, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, I'm gonna going into withdrawal. Can you please give us an update on Spider-Man Crawl Space's webcomic? <laughs> I'm uh, sorry about that. My actually stated my intention to the guys here that I intended to have it up by the time we recorded this, and I have not done that yet, so hopefully by the time it's out will be nice. Um, I just put the finishing touches today on a scene so creepy it'll make the Norman Osborn scene from issue two seem wholesome. <laughs> Still a nerd. Thank you for the compliments about me being a dad. I appreciate it. For me, JR and Mr. Bailey, the question is aimed. It says He says, uh, it appears that Marvel may be hinting at Mary Jane possibly getting together with Harry Osborn. Uh, since you are the seasoned members of the group, what would your reaction be if MJ and Harry got together again as a couple? JR, would you like that? Well, I, first of all, I want to know what he means by since you are the seasoned members. Does that mean old. we're old? Yes. yes. Yeah. It's yeah. code. It's Thanks code. a lot. Uh, <laughs> frank, frankly, I can't see it. I mean, uh, I mean, of course, you know, to reference my Goblin Prince series, I don't think Mary Jane likes needy men, and Harry is definitely a needy, high-maintenance man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know that he fought his old man and you know, an American son and kind of got over that hurdle, but, but that doesn't mean he'd, you know, be any better at interpersonal relationships with women. So, no, I, I'm, I don't see it. Yeah. Bailey? They're going to do it. I mean, because, <laughs> because in the, in the brave, in, in, in the, in the brave new day, uh, this is the kind of thing that they, they do. They, they throw characters together in, in an attempt to shock the audience and give something new to the people, when, you know, that are just coming into the books. When really they're just retreading old ground, yeah. uh, you know. Putting Harry and MJ together is just needless drama. For you know, it's like how's Peter going to react to that when they're together and they were married, but they weren't married, but they lived together. But it's really weird. I mean, I think they're going to do it. I just don't see a point. How about we tie it all into a previous question and we have the Black Cat and Mary Jane get together? Okay, moving on. Oh, uh, Lord. <laughs> can I, can that I, would be more realistic than Mary Jane and Harry. <laughs> For Kevin and Stella, a.k.a. Bubba Moose, when I find mm. the characters of uh, Carly Cooper, <laughs> while I find the characters of Carly Cooper and J. Jonah Jameson Sr. to be likable, I don't believe they are intriguing, and thus our characters with a lack a tremendous amount of depth... Uh, let's see. Uh, since Kevin has written Carly and his Spider-Man stories and Stella is well read enough to know about character development, what steps would you take to make these character, characters likable and intriguing? Well, I'm, uh, 
I, I guess I'm kind of showing you what steps I would take with Carly in, in Crawl Space, so read that. Uh, J. Jonah Jameson Sr., I, I don't know if there is any way at this point. I mean, they've made him so generic, and uh, we, we've talked about this before. It's like, oh, he's so nice. Isn't he so good? And they keep they're, putting more nails in that coffin. So they're going to kill point, him. They're going to kill him. Yeah, there's only three options. Either he's going to stay bland, he's going to get killed, or he's going to be reveal, revealed as some big mastermind villain. That, that's pretty much all you got left. Maybe he's Mephisto. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, Mephisto is your stepdad. <laughs> Stella, what do you think? Oh, gosh. You know, first of all, thanks for grouping me with such a great guy like Kevin. You know, that means a lot. Um, Did I hear Rob knows much? No, I was being completely sincere. <laughs> like MC Hammer said, she was too legit. Oh, too legit to quit. <laughs> hey, hey. Too legit. Too legit, too legit to quit. Uh, hey, hey. Okay, I, I'm thinking music needs to go under that. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to go over that. Yeah. Um, you know, number one, they need to be in the story. Um, I think we've seen, I don't really care about uh, Jay Jameson, but Carly, I think I think she could be a great character if done well. But she hasn't shown up that much. All of a sudden, she's in a couple of these issues, and I like that. So she needs some uh, panel time. Number two, there needs to be like some sort of central conflict involving her, which I think we're starting to see with her dad, but I'm less interested with that than um, other things. Um, and, you know, just generally, she needs to be, written well, you know, if if someone gets their hands on her and turns her into Michelle Gonzalez, I will cut somebody. So. <laughs> and for Zach, uh, now that Kane is back, and since we already know you want Bim Riley to return, what other characters from the Clone Saga would you like to see come back oh, to the Spidey man. comics? Um, <laughs> Jessica Carradine. Well, yeah, think, right? I could, I, I, yeah, I just get to Carradine, but it really, well, I mean, they could bring him back now and have her potential love interest for, uh, Peter, because yeah. that would be, uh, just a dick slap to the face. Wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I would, uh, I would, uh, just for shits and grins, I would, I'd love to see, uh, Judas Traveler come back and try to mess with, uh, Sounds Peter. like a bad 70s group. <laughs> Coming to the stage, Judas Traveler, yeah. <sighs> Donnemark from Zur N R. Where is that? Is that DC? Yes, that is the uh, alien Batman planet. Oh, okay. Batman. Uh, to all, hopefully Shut just Stella, will you be my Valentine? Aww. Stella, will you be his Valentine? Yes, I Well, I think he has a girlfriend, but I will. Yeah. No, he doesn't. <laughs> uh, yeah. okay. Homewrecker? <laughs> uh, seriously, seriously, folks. Uh, I'm here all week. Uh, what do you think is the saddest or most melancholic romantic Spider-Man tale? Death of Gwen doesn't count since that's too easy. Like Sunday morning. Um, the saddest. Let me give it a shot. Okay. Um, Amazing Spider-Man number two twenty-six. When it's the second part of Roger Stern's Black Cat story. Um. Felicia is trying to go straight. Spider-Man has got her help uh, talk Gene DeWolf into helping him get a conditional pardon, but she can't help herself. <laughs> she can't stop her self-destructive behavior. And at the end, she goes off the pier, and DeWolf brings Spider-Man the, the, the pardon papers, and the last panel is him just sitting there tossing them into the drink. <laughs> so I thought I thought that was a pretty sad moment. I thought it was a sad moment. I think it was a Peter David and Spec Spidey 
where it's where the Santa Claus is robbing folks and and Peter is spending Christmas with uh, drinking a beer with the uh, the black suit or whatever sitting on a chair across from him. Do you guys remember that scene? I thought that was kind of sad. Do you remember that one, Jr.? Well, no, this is no, supposed to be like the, this is supposed to be romantic, Brad. This is not just melancholy. Oh, I thought it was just sad. Okay, screw no, it. it it's it's <laughs> Valentine's Day, fool. <laughs> Pardon me, <laughs> Mr. T. <laughs> I'm going on no plane. How <laughs> <laughs> do snakes and Wait a minute, that's Sam Jackson. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Extreme Spider. <laughs> I'm just losing it. Uh, in the heart of the Marvel City, or as non-nerds call it, NYC. Uh, the question, question, question. What are your thoughts? I don't know. Uh, Stella, if DC wants to kill off Stephanie and bring back his background, do you prefer it if they did the thingy that they did with the Birds of Prey TV series thingy? Number one, please don't kill Stephanie off. Um, they've already done it once to the chagrin of um, many angry comic fans, um, and I'm starting to like her. She's a good character right now, so let's keep her. But if they were to do it, please God, no. Um, <laughs> um, he's talking about uh, when Barbara put on her suit to fight one of her nemeses. I think it was Lady Shiva. It was Shiva. Lady Shiva. Yeah, she okay. put on a uh, like a. Um, like an exoskeleton. Weird. Um, you know, yeah. Um, it worked then, but I think just like in that show, it was temporary. I mean, it sort of wears down. She would not be able to do that 24-7. And I think her role right now, my gosh, please, people, don't uh, don't rag on me for this. Her role right now really is Oracle, and I think it's really going to come into play when the new Birds of Prey series comes out. So right now I'm fine with Stephanie being Batgirl and Barbara taking on the mentor and the leadership role. Kevin, will you do a Valentine's Day extra like last year? <laughs> no, because we're still in the same six-part story from the last Valentine's Day special. <laughs> <laughs> it take place over a couple of days. I couldn't really explain two Valentine's Days happening. It's, it's magic, bitch. <laughs> uh, uh, Zach, what if the Ben we saw die in PPSM 75, that just sounds bad, was a clone of a clone and the real Ben is out there? That's been debated about and talked about for... What if? Since... since, since, uh, since uh, Peter Parker's Spider-Man number 75. Um, how about this? Uh, just keep tuning into Clone Saga Chronicles, and uh, you'll find out when I actually talk about Spider-Man 75. JR, would you prefer if Norman was the first villain Peter faced in the reboot? Uh, he's talking about the movies, I assume. Uh, no, yeah. no, no, I don't think the Green Goblin should be the villain, in the, at least not in the first one, and probably not in the second one. I want to see different villains. I think it'd be awesome to have... Norman in the movie in the background and set mm-hmm. up for the third one. I think that'd be yeah. awesome. Yeah, I think you probably kind of have to have Norman because you want to have Harry. Yeah, and that's part of Harry's story. Mm-hmm. But no, but I, I don't think there's any. We should be in any hurry to see the Green Goblin again. Uh, does anybody share a birthday with anybody famous? I share one with uh, George Washington and Drew Barrymore, and it's coming up in a couple days. Superman. Yeah, you do share it with Superman. February 29th, right? Yes. Yes. Anybody else? I share it with uh, Voltaire, um, Goldie Hawn, and Troy Aikman. Who that uh, hey, woo! That I hate party. the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, we've, <laughs> we've already been down this road. <laughs> Michael Jackson. Wow. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Uh, what, is, what is with Bailey doing the sound effects this episode? Oh what the hell? <laughs> Just having some fun. Uh, Night Watch. I actually liked that book, and it was by Terry Cavanaugh, which I'm shocked. 
That's the only good Derek Hammond. I know. Book. Uh, question, uh, to all watching Spectacular Spider-Man, some of my favorite episodes of the past Spidey animated series are those where he teams up with other heroes. What Marvel heroes would you like to see make a guest appearance in a future episode of Spec Spidey? You gotta go Human Torch, in my opinion. But, you know, know. Greg... I like Daredevil team-ups, but I don't see Daredevil really fitting into the Spectacular. Yeah, I don't either. Greg like Weissman kind of said that he doesn't really want anybody else, but maybe Human Torch or somebody. Go ahead, Michael. I'm sorry. I'd like to see them take a crack at Daredevil, though, and just in in that uh, in that universe. That would just be interesting to me. I think it would fall on its face, but you know, we could we could find out. <laughs> Morbius. Uh, JV. Team up, but yeah. <laughs> JVL1031, uh, new poster. He says, hi everyone. This is my first question. So I'll keep it simple. First off, thank you for doing these podcasts as I find them to be both entertaining and informative. Why thank you, sir. Or gal. I don't know what JVL stands for. Uh, now for my question, since we're talking about the movies again, this is something I've always wanted to ask all of you and Sam Raimi's first Spider-Man film. When Spider-Man lets the burglar escape, he does so out of vengeance towards the wrestling promoter for cheating Spider-Man out of the prize money. Now, as we all know, in Amazing 15, uh, Spider-Man lets the burglar go just because he had been f- full of himself and didn't care about anyone except his aunt and uncle. I was wondering what y'all thought of this particular change the first film made, if you liked it and if you felt the film should have let the origin unaltered in this regard. JR, you were around for Amazing 15, weren't you? (laughs) What do you think? Not not yet. It missed me by about a year. (laughs) You like the change, JR? Actually, I like the spin the movie put on the origin story. Um, you know, like with, you know, Spidey reconnecting with Ben just before he died, you know, and, and, you know, Peter and, you know, having, saying something very nasty to Ben and then leaving and never being able to take it back. Um, and, you know, even though they did kind of tweak it a little bit that, you know, his, uh, his, uh, reason for not stopping the burger wasn't totally uh, arrogance like it was in a comic i mean it was still a it was still a a mean-spirited spiteful act yeah. uh and it was one he'll you know so uh no i think i think they did a very good job uh telling the origin story in the movie cool. that's I why agree. i hope they don't repeat it again frankly so i agree i think we've all seen the movie it made a billion dollars uh jack bauer uh from california should they use organics or web shooters for the reboot i say web shooters do it differently I agree. Yeah, I yeah agree. why not? Why not? Who gives a crap? Exactly. <laughs> I got some webs from his wrist. I don't really care how that happens. Yeah, I mean, we already buy the fact he gets bitten by a spider and has spider powers. We can't, we can't accept that he can come up with web shooters. I mean, that's uh, that. That was something Ramey said that I just didn't understand. You know. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, let's. I see. think um, if I may comment on on it real quick. Um, I would really like to see Peter Parker's in in this reboot, quote unquote, um, his scientific skills actually come through because I think that was really lacking in the uh, the the first series. Just like I want in Batman to actually see his detective skills, I think it was something that was really missed. So I would actually like to see a scene where he's figuring out how to do this stuff. So I guess we'll I agree. See. He needs to be smarter and he needs to be wittier. That's what I think we all want. Berserk Fury from a post-apocalyptic wasteland, BD, who is the better technical death metal band, Nile or Suffocation? I don't want to die by either of them, personally. So I know nothing about death metal. So I apologize. No death metal for you, Brad. I know Death's Heads 2 from Marvel UK. That's about all I can talk about. So I'm sorry, Berserk. Uh, Mike... 
Uh, how many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll center of a comics event? Six to eight, depending on how long, how long they want to stretch it out. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, how does Jeff Loeb keep getting work and you don't? <laughs> well, thanks. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about me, but he keeps selling like hotcakes, so you might not like him, but uh, he, he sells freaking comics. He does, he does. Actually, uh, his Fall of Hulks is pretty good. I'm, I'm digging that. Two for Zach. Who would win in a fist fight? King Jong Il or oh god, <laughs> Madimijad? There you go. Well, Kim Jong Il simply because he he's short enough to just punch him and straighten the nuts, and that'd be that'd be over. Right there. <laughs> this witty commentary fight scene brought to you by SpideyDude.com. And why do you think people think I have anger issues? Uh, because you're from Detroit, man. All right. And you're a conservative in Detroit. That's like being <laughs> I mean, being a conservative in Detroit's like uh like uh you know being a liberal in Texas? Oh well outside of, outside of Austin, yes. <laughs> uh for all, Avengers is getting cancelled and rebooted. Bets on how long until Marvel has more than four Avengers titles again. We're halfway okay. there. We're halfway there. <laughs> Every time we get one, take a shot. Uh, all after the Brain Trust resurrects Craven. Which part of Spidey's history we're going to change and ruin next? The wedding, again. Ding. Trivia question <laughs> for anybody. Is three inches of blood, A, a band, an ice cream flavor, or what Nancy Pelosi bays in to keep herself alive, <laughs> or all the above? <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing it's D. Is that right? Okay. Thank you, Berserk Fury. Multiple questions, multiple choice questions. That's always good. Uh, B-Dog, and that's Booster Gold, am I right? In the Avatar? Yes, you are. I'll be damned, I got a DC reference. Wow. And, uh, and he's the, Shut he's the DC version of Speedball, correct? No! Damn it! <laughs> I'm, I'm one for two. Definitely not. I, I thought he was the punching bag. Everybody makes fun of Booster Gold, right? Well, they oh, do, yeah. but, but, you know, well, for one thing, Booster Gold would never put on a suit that hurts himself just, just because we have to introduce drama into something. And two, Booster Gold is actually a really good freaking character that gets absolutely no, uh, that, that used to get absolutely no, uh, respect and is just now getting to the point where people, uh, like the character. So I'm kind of okay. glad to see that. Stella, what kind of snowboard do you have and what is your favorite mountain to board at? I would like to say that if you're a Booster Gold fan, that you should probably check out 52, and that's all I'll say. Um, what, I have two snowboards. I have a K2 Luna and a Burton Lux. And my favorite mountain probably right now is um, a little-known one known as Madison Mountain in uh, Virginia. But I think after spring break where I'm going to Vermont, Sugar Bush will probably be my favorite. <laughs> how, how about what? what how about, wow. How about oh, Wonder, oh. Wondergore Mountain? Five. <laughs> Damn, Wondergore Mountain? Anyone? No, it's uh, oh, lost. Wow. Uh, Kevin, uh, hopefully by this time this is recorded, the new issue of Crawl Space will be out. Epic fail. <laughs> but, <Shut> if this, <laughs> but if it isn't, what's the holdup? And do you have any plans for D? I, oh, D list villain, <laughs> like the hypnotist. <laughs> uh, the holdup is I, I'm, I'm sorry, I've got too much other crap to do. Um, the D-list villains I don't have any specific plans for, but I didn't have any plans for Mr. Clean either. I just made him up on the spot, so who knows? It could happen. I like Mr. Clean. Uh, <laughs> Mike, uh, Gif, with Giffen and DiMatteis taking over Booster Gold and Winnick and Giffen reviving the JLI, 
Is, oh, that's international, I bet. Yeah. Will D- DC be wow. fun, fun enough Context for you to clue. return to? No. <laughs> uh, basically because I, I don't think this is going to be anything permanent, and I don't think it's going to do very well, unfortunately. So, I mean, it's kind of it's. I, I feel bad for saying that, but I don't think I think these series are going to fail just because I just don't think they're going to be able to sustain the sales, and that really sucks. Okay. Uh, let's see. Everyone, last podcast you mentioned indie books and how there weren't really any superhero indie books worth getting into. Invincible is a very good superhero book that from Image and is uh, worth a look. It's written by the same author as Walking Dead. Have been giving this information. Would you ever give it a look or are more comfortable with major publishers? I read that Invincible when he teamed up in Marvel Team-Up with uh, Spider-Man recently. And I thought it was okay. More like five years ago, Brad. Five years ago is recently, I think. <laughs> no, recently is like, like a, within the last two years. <clears throat> so if I insult you today... It'll be recently, right? Yes. Okay, got it. Go fuck yourself. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Hey, if you got two of them in there, I'm going to get one, too, by God. Jeez. Next question. Uh, Wade Wilson from California. Brad, first off, congrats on the baby news. Thank you very much. Better late than never. But will you completely shield him or her from D.C.? Nope. (laughs) Probably we're going to go see uh, Green Lantern when it comes to theaters. I'll go see a new Superman movie. I, I love DC on a film. I just don't read the books. So, <sighs> Sorry, Stella. <laughs> <laughs> didn't mean to bore Sorry, you. Sorry, it's really close to my bedtime. <laughs> Everyone, Jason Bourne versus The Punisher. Who wins? Bourne. Doesn't it depend down. on if, uh, if there are guns involved? Yeah. Uh, wait, is there prep time? Because there has to be prep time in verses. Is... Now, is it Franken-Beans Punisher, or is it uh, Frank, Frank Castle Max? Frank... Well, Frank Castle... Oh, Frank Castle Max, I don't know. Frank Castle Max wins everything. Bourne's dead. My... <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it could be good at battle, I think. Everyone, if you could only choose the between Robert Pattinson and Jonah Hill, who would you cast as Spider-Man without the hyphen? Um... <laughs> <laughs> Brad's pet who, peeve. Who's Jonah? Who's Jonah Hill? First, the dude with the flow. <laughs> oh, I thought that was just his signature pick. <laughs> Super bad, knocked up. Oh, uh, he's not Peter Parker. Good God. He, no, I think he was trying to say, "Would you avoid Robert Pattinson at all costs?" And uh, oh. that's all costs, right there. He's <laughs> more of that fat kid from uh, in the Ultimate books. What's his name? Uh, Kong. Kong, he can be Kong. There you he go. would make a great Kong. I actually want to cast him as the younger version of me. <laughs> my life, I really do. And what's up with the sick pick over here, Wade Wilson, with the, your fat Spider-Man getting a, a, a hamburger or whatever? Is that a donut? Donut. A donut. <laughs> oh, I thought it was a steak. I thought it was a steak or a meat product. I thought it was a steak first, too, until I noticed a hole in the middle. <laughs> oh, but yeah. that could be but just a bone. Oh, we had to go there, didn't we? Oh, yeah. Spidey Sight UK. (laughs) Uh, Guys, one to everyone. 
Spider-Man has fought nearly every hero in the Marvel Universe. No shit on that. He destroyed the X-Men. He beat Iron Man like he owed him money. He's gone toe-to-toe with the Hulk <laughs> like he's got radiation poisoning in his junk and is on par with Captain America. So in terms of a total ability, would you say Spider-Man is one of the top three strongest heroes in the Marvel Universe? When did George Berryman get on the show? <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment. Thank you very much. Uh, no, I think he's the most popular Marvel character, hence why he wins a lot of fights. I think that's the reasoning more than anything. What do you guys think? I don't think it's he's strongest, like, just, you know, actual strength, but I think he's one of the most versatile in ability. Mm-hmm. I'll give you that. JR, we haven't heard from you in a while. What, what do you think of that? Top three? Uh, well, no, no, not if you're talking the strongest. No, not at all. Um, but going back to the comment about him being the most versatile, uh, that was one of the things I liked about the, um, uh, when the Guardians of the Galaxy, I don't know if you all remember their particular universe, their particular universe was where the Martians invaded Earth again and conquered it, and Spider-Man was the last superhero that they were able to defeat. So I, I kind of that, that made sense that he would be the most uh, that that you know he would he would be able to bring the most to a fight and that he would be the toughest to finally to finally nail down and kill. But as far as the strongest, no. Okay, uh, Brad. Since we both you and I buy everything from mail order comics, uh, is there anything you bought and regret to have bought, i.e., a single issue or a trade? I don't know what I did one month, and I ordered. I, I like the uh, the reboot of the new universe that uh, Warren Ellis did. However, there was a book that was similarly named, and I thought, oh, it must be another new universe book, and it wasn't. It was a reprint of a uh, a UK book or something. It was like four bucks, and I'm like, what? And I ordered like all three issues, and I'm like, holy crap, why did I order this? So that was a mistake on my part. Um, <laughs> there was a Iron Man miniseries that lasted like six issues in the last recent more than five in a five-year time frame, Zach. Um, and I, <laughs> I don't know what it was called, but it was ass. Is Iron Man <laughs> the Inevitable? Uh, let me Google That's that. That's the only one I can think of. Iron Man the Inevitable. Uh, I can't spell <laughs> Oh, no, I don't know if Joe, was in there. Joe Casey. Let's see. Let me see if it's Yeah, and Fraser Irving did the art. All his old villains kind of came back out of the woodwork, I think. Nope, it was more ass than that. Um, <laughs> Man, I haven't read it, so I don't know if it's actually ass. <laughs> I. I it was like some cyber girls or something like that. I don't know what it was, but it was made. Of- oh, was it Lost uh, Iron Man Las Vegas? No, no, that was pretty good. That had oh. good art. This, if you if you're listening to this, tell me which one I'm thinking of. It was like six issues, and it was really poor. And it sounds like it's not actually recent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're teaming up on me. Help, uh, <laughs> Jr. Would you ever take your son to a comic con? I think that'd be fun. Yeah, uh, actually, I have um, floated the uh, trial balloon of taking him to the Pittsburgh Comic Con in the next couple of months. Uh, you know, I um, you know my wife and daughter go out on a lot of excursions. I think it's time that uh, I splurged and took my son out. The only reservation, obviously, is that is the typical problem with taking an eight year old anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I don't see him being interested in panels. Uh, I don't see him being interested in shaking hands with a middle-aged writer or artist. Uh, you know, 
But, you know, but Vanita Rogers, who does, who writes for Newsarama, she takes her two little girls to comic conventions. So now I wouldn't have a problem with it. It's just, like I said, the normal, normal problems you have with taking yeah. a young child anywhere. Is that one far away from you? You've got a no, long Pittsburgh, drive? Pittsburgh's just a couple hours from me. Oh, okay, cool. Pittsburgh's, Pittsburgh, I, I've been to like Motor City Comic Con in, uh, out of sight of the Detroit area. Um, but, uh, I never, I never went to, I'd like to go to Pittsburgh because I want to go to Monroeville and I want to go to the Monroeville Mall because that's where they hmm. filmed Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> oh, nice. So. Yes. You know what Spencer would probably like? I don't know if they do that, that convention, but he'd probably like to see all the people dressed up. You know, that's, that's true. I thought about that, but yeah. it, it, it really varies by con, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. so, but, uh, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, cause yeah. get his picture taken with a Spidey or two. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, you know what you could do, Brad, or Brad, JR? Um, also, they, historically, the Spider-Girl panel, I know he's not interested in panels, but, uh, but Tom DeFalco and Ron Franz and Sabi Simi usually go to the Pittsburgh Comic Con, so. Oh, that'd be hey, cool. That, yeah, that'd Fran, be cool. Friends always goes to the Pittsburgh, well, that's where he lives, so. Uh, Kevin and Stella, what are your opinions of Batwoman? We kind of hit that one already in the gay and lesbian topic, didn't we? Yeah, I've already talked about it a little bit. I love Batwoman and Detective Comics. I think it's it's one of the best comics on the stands. Uh, the art is amazing. Greg Rucker writes it very well. I think it was a really good idea to put her in Detective Comics to expose her to more people. I think it was a crap idea to pull her out halfway through uh, the story that they had so they can launch a Batwoman ongoing, and they still haven't solicited number one. So mm. I'm just patiently looking forward Shock. to Batwoman. Stella, what do you think of it? Um... After issue three, because um, I'm just a minimalist and like to have six issues on my. Oh. I fell in love with the character. She's kind of breaking um, up, and I do. Huh? You're kind, of bre- you're kind of breaking up. I couldn't hear half of that. Um. It was. Uh, 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 okay, one more time. What do you think of Batwoman? <laughs> uh, no, okay. I I dropped Detective Comics after issue three, just because I'm a minimal minimalist and like to have six issues on my pull list. Um. But, you know, I fell in love with the character in 52, and I do think that she's a really strong character. By the way, what's up with the Avatar over here? Why is Spider-Woman and Spider-Man grabbing each other's boobs? What's this about with this Avatar? I was wondering that, too. That's uh, the cover to <laughs> one of the weird. issues of that, uh, like, breaking into comics thing where they were featuring mm. a bunch of artists they would found on their world tour because they don't hunt for writers. They just hunt for artists. Odd. Uh, Zach, what do you think of Mary Jane throughout the 90s clone saga and her character and how it was written? Um, that's a good question. I, I I really have no problems with early 90s. I had a problem with the whole smoking thing because that was just stupid. Um, my only my only big problem was... It, uh, okay, it, she, it humanized her. Gave her, yeah. a flaw, gave her a flaw. She can't be totally... Perfect. Yeah, she can't be perfect. Uh, you know, everybody's like, oh, she was all whiny during the clone saga. I said, she was preggers, man. No doubt, dog. <laughs> <laughs> she was preggers. Wow. Yes, uh, I really, I really, really, really liked how she was portrayed post-clone saga, pre-reboot, that, that two-year period, the forgotten era, if you will. Um, I like that. Yeah. Mr. Bailey, I've been to Metropolis for the Superman Con, and yes, you have. I know this answer. Yes, 2007, my wife and I went, and it's it's a lot of fun. It's it's a mix of a state fair and a comic book convention. <laughs> it's it's a really interesting experience. But I got to meet Murphy Anderson, who is a classic Superman artist. 
Uh, nice. And I got to meet a bunch of people from the Superman homepage, and my wife ate a metric ton of funnel cake. Are they are they in the shape of an S or? No, they were. It was just just funnel cake. That's cool. Leopard Lad, uh, Jr. Is there anything worth reading in the Denny O'Neill Amazing Spider-Man run? The only one he's read is the annual with Doc Strange, drawn by Frank Miller. I don't think so. I, I I was hoping to go through it again to properly answer this question, but no. I mean, you have to put it in context too. Marv Wolfman wrote a, uh, had a very good run. He had a lot of su- interesting subplots going. Uh, there was a lot going on, a lot of change. He was p- doing different things with Peter Parker. Denny O'Neill came in, tied up all of Wolfman's stories in one issue, and then he rep- he, he told a bunch of like very very simplistic, very almost childish uh, Spider-Man tales. So I no, I, I really can't recommend anything about it. Okay. Uh, Brad, what's the worst comic book movie, Man-Thing or Batman or Robin? Man-Thing, by far. Batman and Robin is watchable, if not a bad movie. Man-Thing is unwatchable. However, there is a sex scene. Uh, Kevin... Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> the thing about Man-Thing is, is it became a sci-fi movie. Yeah. That, need, we need to explain anymore. True. Kevin, do you sparkle when you go out in the sun? <laughs> no, I burn up. <laughs> Spidey dude, what's your favorite Clone Saga memorabilia? Not comic that you own. Favorite Clone Saga memorabilia? Probably the 10-inch uh, the Scarlet Spider and the 6-inch uh, Scarlet Spider. Did you ever buy that uh, Clone Saga box set of action figures? I almost did. I just didn't have the $80 to spare. I was Jeez. You spent the two hundred on the bus, didn't you? <laughs> no, I just at that time it was like it was either food or the the eight figure set. I just chose food. Jr. How are things? Well, they could be a lot better, but then again, I could live in Haiti, so I will take my problems sure. over that any day. Spider Girl, what's your favorite dead female? Oh, comic um, ca- is... character. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Damn. I guess I'll go with Janet Pym. Oh, I like the Wasp. Yeah. Uh, both Mike and Brad, what's your favorite Hulk single issue and story arc? Go ahead, Mike. I actually put some thought into this. My favorite single issue is Hulk 300, mm. uh, where basically a bunch of superheroes try to take on the mindless and savage Hulk. Bruce Banner has totally disappeared from the equation, and it's now just... Uh, just this rampaging creature that is uh, that is trying to destroy New York. My favorite story arc, it, it's a tie of two. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a tie between the, all, the story that led up to Hulk 300, where Bruce Banner got control of the Hulk's, bod- uh, the, the Hulk's body and slowly regressed into a... Um, into uh, into a mindless beast and the entire pantheon saga mm. from uh, Peter David's run. I just thought that that stuff was excellent from beginning to end. My favorite Hulk issue. I think I'm getting the numbering right. It was the last Peter David issue, which was was it 467? Is that right, Mike? Yes. Okay, 467. I loved that one. I I almost cr- teared up because I love Peter David. And I was just so sad to read his last issue. Uh, favorite Hulk single issue? Bailey's got a good one with 300. I love that one a lot. However, 
Um, no, Steyer answered that one. Uh, his favorite story arc, uh, Joe Fix It. I love the New York, New Las Vegas, uh, story arc by Peter David. Hence, have you noticed Peter David's in both of my answers? Uh, also, what are your guys' plans for the rapidly approaching episode 100? Uh, no pants. Uh, I'm not wearing pants right now. So that <laughs> yeah, I thought we were going to do something special for it. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. No tops. Uh, Hollister from Mayor. That will, you know, that'll be more problematic for me than any of you people. Okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, hey, it's me again. Uh, how did you first become interested in Spidey? Electric Company was my answer. Uh, Mr. JR, can you name one instance when you think Spidey was tested harder than ever before? Well, I think that his greatest test was during the Civil War, post-Civil War era when he was, his identity was out, he was on the run, Aunt May was dying, and he was uh, just was running out of options. And I think that should have been, his, in addition to his greatest trial, it should have been his greatest triumph where he rededicated himself to his mission, but it was all crapped on. And uh, basically, if you if I was a creative writing teacher and you were in my class and you put a character in that situation and had it all wa- done away with by magic, I would have given you an F. <laughs> F. I think my answer for that is Amazing Fantasy 15. That was his biggest test, and he failed it. Hence why we have a great character. Uh, Viper, Johannesburg, South Africa. Brad, a few podcasts ago, you said in reply to my question that you wouldn't bring back Craven, but recent slits seem to suggest otherwise. I personally don't mind, and we are eagerly awaiting it. But how do you feel about it? <sighs> I wouldn't. Well, you know what? Ten years ago, I said don't bring back Norman, and I love what they did with him. So, okay, but that, okay, out of, out of, the, out of the three resu- three deaths that have been done by Demetrius, um, none of them have been good. The resurrections, subsequent resurrections, have been bad. The only good resurrection that's been done in the past 20 years has been Norman. Yeah. So. If you can bring back Craven and tell a better story than the last hunt, do it. If you can't, leave him dead. JR, did you enjoy Norman's showcase in Siege number one? Well, I have very mixed feelings about Siege because I, I, I mean, Norman is crazy. Norman is an egomaniac, but Norman is not stupid. And I just I just don't see him doing this assault on Asgard. Uh, I mean, when you read the narrative in the back and Bullseye is making more sense than anybody else, <laughs> you got, you know, uh, this, I'm having a real trouble with Siege. Kevin, as a writer, where do the ideas come from? Target Isle 6. Do you think uh, oh. stories and characters' possibilities beforehand try to work into something? Or do you sometimes get new ideas while writing and starting going with those? Uh, ideas can come from anywhere. Uh, I honestly think I'm a better plotter than I am a writer. I'll spend, uh, you know, forever just spinning stories in my head, just always spinning the narrative forward and seeing where it goes. Uh, so I plot out really far in advance. But also, yeah, when I'm writing, things just sometimes come up and things always change during the writing. But ideas themselves can come from anywhere. Zach, have you been following Spider-Girl in web? And what are your thoughts of May now having a clone of her own? It's kind of fun to say. Clone of her own is is, is a great, great uh, story arc so far. It's very interesting to see a duality to, to uh, May Parker that we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. And um, I've, you know, this it's not quite what I wanted with Peter and Ben because the relationship's completely different, but uh, I'm enjoying it. And uh, I think... 
I don't know. I, I don't know who's going to be reviewing Spectacular Spider-Girl number one when it comes out, but uh, I'll definitely be reading it at least. Stella, do you have any stellar words of wisdom for anybody listening? Okay, wow. I'm going to make this really quick, but this yep. is this has to do with Valentine's Day and guys in general. There are two types of guys that really they get me aggravated. The one is what I would call the flake, and the other one is what I would call the child. The flake is someone who makes plans with you and then at the last moment breaks them. This has happened to me actually on several occasions, and I sort of learned my lesson from this one particular guy, and I was like, uh, so now whenever he contacts me, I pretty much don't even talk to him. The other person, the child, is is basically um, a four-year-old in the clothes and skin of an adult, and you have to constantly babysit them. And, and they might threaten to slam silverware down on a table while you're eating a dinner or whatever. Basically, guys, be mature. Um, girls don't like immature children. Um, and if I have to, I will date someone that's 27 years older than I, just so I can get someone on the same level. So that's my word of advice. Don't be a flake to girls, and don't be a child. Wow, nice. Uh, T.S. Champ from Florida. It seems all I do is ask questions on the web yeah, uh, for what for all, what comic book or novel do you like to see made into a movie or TV show that isn't in production? Morbius, the motion picture. What do you think? <laughs> if I could have any one, I would go with Kyle Rayner, Green Lantern. Because there's a Green Lantern in production, but I don't think Kyle's ever going to get a movie. Yeah. I don't really have any suggestions. Sorry, Walter. Anybody? I wouldn't mind seeing somebody take a crack at part of kingdom come someday i i was reading that today and i i really like the idea of an aging superman wondering if he's relevant anymore so and one of my uh, favorite oh sorry no you go ahead ladies no you 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 start uh i think after absolute justice i would love to see a justice society like full out movie uh so you liked Absolute Justice? I really did. I had a few problems with it, but I really enjoyed the the episode. Okay. Cool. Go ahead, Stella. Um, one of my favorite limited comic series is uh, Identity Crisis. I thought that was superbly well done, and I would love to see that. It'd be so intense, either as a comic, mo- uh, a cartoon, or like a live action. Probably a cartoon would fit better. Um, oh, I'm sure he's got something to say. And uh, I would like to see the Aeneid adapted into movie, but like what they did to Troy, I'm sure they'd screw it up. But it would just be sort of a, a Roman Latin fantasy for me to see the Aeneid on the big screen. Okay, this next poster, I screw up his name and his location all the time, so he's given me a pronouncer. Uh, it's Abdulaziz. Guys, did I Abdul-Aziz? get Abdulaziz uh, from Bahrain. I think I got it right. Yeah, Bahrain. Yeah, uh, when will the chat with Alex Savick be uh, this year? Uh, that sometime <laughs> this year. I, I probably said that last year, but. I've, I think I've said it on a couple of podcasts. Uh, he had surgery and he couldn't make the uh, the month that we had scheduled. And I just progressed and got other people lined up, and I hadn't gone back to him. But I really want to interview him, and it will be this year. I will do it. Uh, do you like Damian Wayne? I got this one. Okay, as Robin. <laughs> Is that isn't he a Wayne's brother? No. <laughs> oh gosh. Go ahead. Uh, I've said it before, and I will say it again. The last time a Robin was this obnoxious, we voted to kill him. <laughs> okay. So there you go. Uh, let's see. Do you prefer milk, plain, or flavored? What flavor? This is Chocolate. A... Okay. I like strawberry quick. Uh, what will you do if you met one of these in person, Deadpool, Punisher, or Wolverine? I'd run. 
Because <laughs> you're going to get poked, shot, or killed with witty banter. All at the same time. <laughs> All at the same time. Gaiman442 from Colorado. Uh, since we're close to Valentine's Day, to all, should you choose to share, what is your worst date you've ever been on? Ooh, this ought to be good. JR, what's your worst date? April 29th, 1989. What was that? Oh my gosh. My wedding day. Oh, damn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you see how he set me up for that? That was good. Bailey, what's your worst date, brother? The... Hmm. It would take too long to tell that there was a girl I dated in. Is this the crazy chick? Yes, this is the crazy chick. Yes. This is a story. I like this one. But, uh, yeah, just, just the one that ended with her giving me my Christmas presents in October that involved cutlery and flatware and sheets and stuff. Yeah, that was, that was, that was bad. Kevin, worst date ever, buddy? Uh, I'm going to pass on that one. Oh. Oh. Come on. I'm going to share mine. Oh, oh, he's typing. This ought to be good. <laughs> I'm going to read it, whatever the hell he's typing. <laughs> I'm not typing a thing. Oh, okay. I don't know who's typing. I'm muted. I was right. muted. Zach, worst date ever. Worst date ever. Get to your microphone first. Can you hear me now? There, there you go. Good. Um. <laughs> worst date ever. Oh, I like wow. this question. This 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 was a I was I was on a date with a girl and she, her and I we went to this I mean fairly nice restaurant and the entire night they could never get our food right. The yeah. entire night. That's not that, a girl, girl's problem though. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> well, unless she was the server. <laughs> she, she, no, her the problem with that was that was bad enough. The fact that she was. Ended up becoming my stalker. Oh, not good. Yeah, not not good. It was like one date, and she's like, mm, talking about babies. Yeah, Lunch. Stella, like where they come from? Or just, <laughs> no, it's you. Wants to have my children. Oh my oh. god! First date wants to conceive yeah. a child. Wow. Oh, run, son. <laughs> run, like the wind. Still tries, she still tries to call me these these days. Oh my god. Oh no. How long ago was this date, son? Two years. Oh no, epic! And see, you could tell you need to break up with her because you don't want a woman with taste like that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Little baby clones. Uh, Stella, worst (laughs) date you've ever been on? You know, actually, all my dates have been uh, pretty decent. I don't. um, I'm really picky about who I will actually like go on a date with, so it's not bad. But you know, this one person, if I were to consider it a date, that would probably be the worst. But um, which is the babysitting factor, but. Um, but otherwise, yeah, all my dates have been like very gentlemanly and good conversation and everything. My worst date was in college, blind dates. Uh, the gal got in, was uh, larger than I expected in my sports car. Uh, she, she hijacked my CD player, put Shania Twain on and sang it at the top of her lungs. We went to Applebee's or whatever. She drew little hearts on the, the piece of paper that she could get a crayon with, you know. Oh, Got back no. in my car, I opened the door for her, put her in, stuffed her in the car. <laughs> and then when I got in, she lunged across, stuck a tongue in my mouth, and it, there was oh. a piercing on it. <laughs> oh, so that was my worst date. I was assaulted. <laughs> my, my car needed to be aligned. <laughs> And I was out 40, 50 bucks. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> that was the worst date ever. 
That's Good awesome. question. I like that one. I uh, hope she's not listening. Uh, to all... <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen her in 10, 20 years. I don't know. Oh, I would have been out of college 20 years. I'm out of college 10 years. To all, do you have a favorite cult film, such as Monty Python and the Quest for the Holy Grail? That's the best <clears throat> one ever. Where did you get the coconuts? Oh, we just found them. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a cult film, but one that I love, which is a comedy. I don't know if a comedy can be a cult film. But, uh, Only the Lonely with John Candy and Ali Sheedy. I oh, love. Oh, that's a great movie. Love, love, love that movie. And it has, uh, oh, what's her name? She was in J- John Wayne movies. Uh, Redhead, um, played the mom. Yeah. Maureen O'Hara. Maureen O'Hara yes. the mom. Love that movie. I don't think many people know about it. And it was John Candy's, one of his first leading man roles, where he wasn't totally comedy. Just a great, great movie. Anybody the else? Rocky, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I cannot stand that. Love I can't either. Horror <laughs> Picture Show. And I like its sequel, Shock Treatment, too. They had a sequel. I didn't know this. Yes. Oh. Anybody uh, Bailey, else? What, what were you going to say when I said Mighty Python? Uh, I was actually going to say the Rocky Horror Picture Show, but you You know, as much as I complain about it to my mother because of the ending, and we um, debate about what it actually means at the end, Harold and Maude. Hmm. Never saw it. Iron Spider-Man 1983 from Tampa, Florida. My first question goes to Bailey as the resident Superman expert. I would like uh, to, as you... Crap. Uh, what's your opinion that Marvel Superman fuck Superman blue era <laughs> fifteen words or less? We're tied. <laughs> Superman where, where blue. Are we? Superman blue. Wait, where, what is this question? Where is this it's question? what is your opinion of Superman blue in fifteen words or less? He only asked because it's his favorite era, but nobody else likes it. Ah, thank you. I totally flubbed that. Uh, I enjoy it, but. I enjoy it. <laughs> uh, ten words left, man. Butt counts. <laughs> but that's what you said. <laughs> only because worse stories have come along since. Thirteen words. Gotcha. Uh, Brad, did you pick up Planet Hulk? Uh, and what'd you think? Bought it. Haven't seen it. Uh, I've heard mixed things on it. Uh, to the group, would anybody mind if Marvel went back to the once-a-month format for Spider-Man? You know, if they went back to the once-a-month, they'd still put out three or four more separate books. Yeah, it's like the Avengers. And oh, yeah, we're going to tear it down to one title. and then It's no, like not. what they're doing now. They're putting out a miniseries. They're putting out Web. They're putting out Sp- Spider-Girl. They still, you know, they'll milk you, baby. Uh, Hollister for Mayor. Is this... How many questions does this bastard get this month? Good. <laughs> <laughs> Pushing. Sure. Mary Jane Baby, any plans? Uh, it would be misleading if I said yes, but it would be misleading if I said no. Everyone, would you ever trade or sell your collection only for a dollar? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not selling it. I'm giving it to the, the baby crawl space. I, only if we really needed the money Yeah, true. Uh, for real life stuff, because as much as I love my comic book collection, if, uh, if I had to sell it for my family, I would in a heartbeat. Yeah. Do you ever feel Superman is too invincible, Mr. Bailey? Not too invincible. I, I just I just don't like the kind of Superman that sits in his apartment and stares at like the moons of Alpha Centauri and paints a picture of it because I just think I, I don't like him being too powerful, which is why I like the post burn era so much. Right. 
Uh, Stella, Spider-Man, or Batgirl? Who's your favorite? Ooh, um, it's something. actually a really hard question. I think, you know, I don't think anything will or anyone will ever surpass Spider-Man, but right now the sheer enjoyment is uh, coming from Batgirl and Barbara Gordon. So it, it's it's really tough to say, but right now I think Batgirl, but overall and always it will be Spider-Man, so it's sort of a, yeah. Question for me, do you need to do something or be somewhere to comfortably read a Spider-Man comic, like put on a mask or something? That's what she wants. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, no, I don't have to put on a mask or any spider boxers or anything like that. A recliner or laying in bed before I go to sleep is usually where I read my comics. Uh, Mr. JR, do you think the 2099, I mean, 20, to, to, that, the latest Star Trek movie was two time paradoxy? No, because the time paradox is, uh, like, you know, I was my own grandfather. You, or you're actually going back in time to stop or do something with an event that going back in time, you actually created going back in time. Uh, no, Spock and Nero created an entirely new timeline, so there is no time paradox. Uh, Hertz, uh, sup, podcast gang. I hope you're all doing well. Uh, number one for the group, I've been reading the second volume of Masterworks. Uh, in the first appearance, we see Gobby riding a rocket broom. When did Gobby swap those out? JR, when did he swap them? Yeah, he must not like the broom too bad because he got rid of it at his next appearance in issue 17. He, uh, the, spy, the female goblin in Spider-Girl has a rocket broom kind of thing, doesn't, doesn't uh, she? Yeah, she does. Well, I would imagine I she's, probably got a, she's probably got a, a rolling pin, too, so. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> later in the, uh, so she, never mind, that's a bad, dirty joke I just thought of. Uh, later oh. in the same issue, Spidey has a little run-in with the Hulk. During the conflict, Spidey and the Hulk have something akin to a conversation. Do you know when Hulk went from being able to hold up his end of a conversation to a Hulk smash? Bailey, you got the Hulk one. Um, the Hulk was rather clever in his first appearances, but uh, and I'm sure Jr. can back me up on this. I think that was just more to do with the fact that Stan Lee and, and his creators were making it up as they went along. Yep. So any inconsistency there. Uh, you know, happen. You know, would would come from that. It was only when he went to Tales to Astonish that he started doing the Hulk smash and you know getting the third grader well, the talk first, going on. A couple issues, he was uh, gray and he was kind of just a curmudgeon. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and Peter David really picked up on that and yeah. ran with it uh, yeah. during his run. Uh, what are your opinions of Marcos Martins' art in the current ASM? Uh, Stello, what do you think of him? Um, <clears throat> I really like him in Batgirl Year One, and I think that was my first introduction to him. But, you know, when I go from that to this stuff, it seems like a really stark change. Um, and I feel like some of it comes off uh, the fact that he's sort of duped. I, well, not duped, but he's sort of brought in, I think, on bad storylines. I mean, the, the last time we saw him was um, that club scene where uh, MJ's boyfriend was shooting himself up and he had the white rabbit and everything. So I feel like people would like him more if he were on good uh, storylines. But, I mean, like the cover with the blood, I thought that was an awesome cover, and that was Marcos yeah. Martin. So. Right. Uh, Iron Lantern from Massachusetts. Uh, he's happy to get a question in. I am too. For Stella, a Spider-Man Latin question and friendly neighborhood Spider-Man number 24. Whilst using Doctor Strange's orb thingy, Spidey says, oh great, 
Are you on the page, Stella? Can you read it? Yeah, I, I okay. am. I just saw this and I was like, oh crap. Uh, <laughs> Audit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that, the E is that. Audite mihi ankient fal. Oh my gosh. Fasmatis quotukuro is turbatis animus. There are some things like ankient. I'm not sure if they're. These are like real words or not. Um, because the first two are listen to me. And quote could be because or that which I take care. Um, oh, is, oh gosh. Um, listen to me, you sure. ancient it's, phantoms, maybe? Yeah, it's, I'm not really sure what's going on, to be honest. Uh, because phasmatis is genitive, and so is, so I'm not sure what's, I, I really don't know if uh, the people who wrote this knew what was going on. All right. Iron, answer, let me know Iron Lantern. <laughs> Iron Lantern, I'm going to email Peter David. We'll get an answer for you next time, okay? <laughs> He's the one that wrote that. Oh, okay. Uh, BD and Kevin, but others too, if you want. Do you think it's a qu- Brad, that's not Peter David. That's, what do you mean? That was, that was Straginsky. Part two of One More Day. Oh, well. Oh, Straginsky sh- slash Quesada slash Brevoort slash everybody else. Oh, I yeah. apologize. Then, sorry, Iron Lantern. Uh, JMS hasn't returned two of my emails from 2007. So good luck, my friend. Uh, BD and Kevin, uh, do you think it's a winky dink that the last few great Spider-Man issues were focused on the side characters? Uh, I don't know. Um, I, I don't think it's a coincidence. I think uh, Spider-Man's still got a rich world that they can draw from, but they've they've dumbed down Spider-Man so much to, you know, I want to get laid, I want to get laid, and everything sucks. So, yeah, I think I think the the Rhino issue and the you know the what's his name Flash Thompson Betty Brandt you know focusing on them is still good but Peter Parker they're doing three times a month and they've wrung out everything they can by now. Bailey, did you watch Smallville Absolute Justice? Yes, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. I, I have one or two problems with it, but I thought they did the Justice Society proud. Zach, it, Peter, and Ben were brainwashed and. Tied up naked. Wait a minute. Peter oh, and Brandon washed no, no, and fought no, each other to the death. Who would win? Um, Peter, hands down, simply because the experience level of Peter. It would be, I mean, it would start off as a standstill, but Peter has a lot more experience than Ben as, as in terms of fighting style. And I think it was really highlighted in issue five of uh, Clone Saga. Uh, Stella, you like DC. What do you think of adding to the Watchmen franchise? Adding to it? What does that mean? Making a sequel without, uh, what's his nuts? Oh, uh, gosh. Well, I mean, what's it's... his nuts? <laughs> <laughs> his nuts were all over the screen. Alan Moore, I believe. Alan uh, Moore. Making it without Alan Moore. You know, this is not Gone with the Wind, um, where Margaret Mitchell died before writing the sequel, and I don't think, while Scarlet worked out in the end, I don't think that this would work out, nor do I think Alan Moore would be, uh, pre- uh, he would not like this. Peter David had a great uh, article in uh, Comic Buyer's Guide about how Alan Moore stole from a whole bunch of different sources when he wrote his uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and why can't other people touch what Moore does? So I just think it's a good... Well, uh, you know, they are actually doing this. Yeah. They announced they are doing more Watchmen Watchmen comics, uh, that they want to... Maybe more Watchmen comics. They're definitely looking at a movie sequel. I don't know why they wouldn't. Made money. Why? Why not? It's it makes money. I don't even like Watchmen that much, and I don't think you should touch it. Yeah. Let it be. Let it die. Uh, R. Hagen from uh, New Jersey. Mr. Bailey, do you think there is any one quality of character that both Superman and Spider-Man have in common? 
Uh, I, I think they are both, uh, they both do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. They came at it from complete, two completely different angles mm-hmm. and reasonings, but their motivation is the same. They feel a responsibility to use their powers for the greater good. Kevin, if you could choose a director for the Morbius movie, who would you pick? Uh, I think I might pick a guy named Gerald McMorrow. Uh, he's a, a British director. All I know that he's done is a movie called Franklin. He wrote and directed a great kind of dark, quirky movie, very character-focused, but it also dealt with like a, a Rorschach-type character in an alternate reality. So, it, it, But great movie. Check it out. But I think he would have a really good sensibility for Morbius. What if that director was given a script by Terry Cavanaugh? Uh, we'd all shoot ourselves. <laughs> Zach, if you had a clone, what would his name be? Well, okay. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Future CSA issue, there will be a clone of, of, of Zach, and his name will be Alexander. Alexander. Okay, Alexander Joyner. AJ, uh, Stella, have you ever read Robert Graves' I, Claudius, and its follow-up, Claudius, the God of War? I mean, Claudius the God, sorry. Um, I've not read it, but I've actually been watching uh, the BBC production of it. Um, I haven't, I think I got to episode six or so, and then I had to go back to school. But I am thoroughly enjoying it. There are some risque things that were going on, you know, 1980s, and some of the things I disagree with because I've read the actual accounts from Tacitus's and Annals, so I would know, like, oh, this is wrong. But, you know, there are always some literary stretches that people make. Okay. Uh, JR, it's February. Do you think the Cubbies have a chance this year? (laughs) Do the Cubbies ever have a chance? Uh, if everybody plays up to the contracts they sign, they might have a chance. But unfortunately, they have too many bad contracts and very limited mobility. Uh, and I don't see them beating the Cardinals this year, no. I still think that they should have got Cuban to buy the team. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, I would have liked that, but the Major League Baseball is such a, a stingy group, stingy old-fashioned group. There's no way they'd let somebody like him in in their club. True. Uh, to me, is there any writer or artist who would get you to buy a DC series regularly? Uh, may shock you, but uh, back in the '90s, Peter David got me to buy two DC comics: Supergirl and Young Justice. I had a complete run of. I recently sold it, but I had a complete run of both uh, stories, loved them both, thought they were well written, and I thought it was just two fun books. And, and Bailey, you'll attest to this. You like both of them, too, I think. Very much so. Yeah. Uh, artist, uh, well, the answer for the writers, Peter David. Uh, artist, John Romita Jr., if he ever hops to D.C., I'll follow him. I love his stuff. Uh, all who would you say is the definitive Spider-Man artist? Mine's uh, John Romita Sr. Anybody else? I agree. Ramita Sr. Yep. Yep. 90s Mark Bagley. I want to go against the grain. Okay. For Kev? me, it's, for me, it's Ramita Jr. Okay. Bailey? Um, I'd go with, uh, stop that. I, I, I'd go, <laughs> sorry, my wife just came in and did her best to distract me. Whoa, uh, hey. Ooh. Yeah, happy wow. Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, if my wife tried to actually distract me, I might just stop the podcast and move on. (laughs) I'm trying to remember. God, now the name has completely left my my brain. Did Um, you just lick your cheek? (laughs) Actually, kind of. (laughs) Uh, 
who is the name of the guy that is, he can't think? He's got no. Blood. He's a '70s Spider-Man artist that Jr. Ross, has said. Ross Andrew. Ross Andrew. Ross Andrew. I would. Yeah, I would say him. I, I really like his Spider-Man. All right, we better wrap up the show. Bailey's about to get busy. Uh, oh, oh my <laughs> gosh! <laughs> Thank you all. Happy Valentine's Day again. If you haven't joined the Spider-Man Crawl Space fan page, check that out on Facebook. Type in Spider-Man. There we are. Also, go to SpiderManCrawlspace.com. I appreciate it, gang. Happy Valentine's Day. And, Bailey, you go for it, buddy. You go for it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Now, before we go, I want to thank our sponsor, MailOrderComics.com, for supporting the show every month. And I want to spotlight one more book before we sign off. This spotlight this month is X-Men Inferno Omnibus. Now, if you're wondering why in the heck is Brad spotlighting an X-Men book, well, this one has a lot of Spider-Man in it. It has Amazing Spider-Man 311 to 313. It also has Spectacular Spider-Man 146 to 148 and Web of Spider-Man 47 and 48. Now, some of the writers and artists include Todd McFarlane, Sal Buscema, Alex Savick, David Michelini, and Jerry Conway. Now, this book clocks in at 608 pages, and the cover price is 75 bucks. Mail order has it for $46.50, which is 38% off the cover price. So check them out at mailordercomics.com. Thanks so much for listening, gang. I really do appreciate it. We'll be back in March with more Spider Podcasting for the SpiderManCrawlspace.com. I'm Brad Douglas. 